What's up? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Before you do anything, hit that subscribe button. This show is sponsored by The Drop LV. Whenever you're in Las Vegas, hit them up. One-stop shop. Smokes, uh, bongs, pipes, sugar, merch. We got a bunch of shit. So we're going to roll up today, do a little product review. And today I got my man No Name Lane in the building. What's popping? What's popping? How you doing? How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm chilling. Okay, so you're born in Aurora, Colorado. Man. I wouldn't have expected that. So how was growing up there? Were you um, like in the middle of no, nowhere or no? No, nah, Colorado's a hell of a city. There's no country. It's weird. People think cowboys and shit when they think Colorado, but no, nah, it's a city. Like, okay. Um, but nah, I grew up all over. That's the thing. I don't care about if someone's born in Colorado, like where they grew up. Okay. Like you're being born in New York, but you grew up in Louisiana. Right. Like you can't, you can't rep East Coast. <laughs> so, um, but for me, it was bad. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. I grew up in Denver, Colorado, Aurora, Colorado. I lived in Los Angeles. I lived in Miami. I lived in Houston, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Like, I literally grew up all What over. do you call home? I don't. Okay. You're a nomad? I've, n I've never had a place that was just like, oh, this is home. This is where I want to stay. I've always had homes in multiple places. Just got to go with the flow. Go Are you a Libra? That. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm, I'm a Sag. It's on my face. Oh, you got you know the... <laughs> it's on my face. <laughs> he said, I'm going to let you know that I'm toxic. It's on my face. <laughs> no, yo, why people think Scorpios is toxic? What's going on with y'all? You guys are a little more, um, ma like, manipulative, I feel like, or, like, maybe just, I don't know. kind of hang on to shit. I mean, my thing, I want to say that. See, this is why I say I don't believe that shit, because I have the poem written on my chest. I've had this since 15. It says, I forgive you for doubting me. I forgive you for wishing the worst upon me. I forgive because a man is not a man so he begins to take on God. Likewise, I forgive, but I don't forget. So I wouldn't say that I'm uh, hold on to stuff, but I just, I don't forget. So I will remind you, you know what I'm saying? That anyone should, if you, know. if you know someone lives a certain way, is this, it's just like, I'm just letting it be a no. I know what it is. I'm past it. I'm not throwing it in your face or holding you accountable, but yeah. What's your favorite tat? On me? Probably that one. Okay. That or the piano notes. These are from Tupac's Changes. The part where he says, wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is life right. worth living? Should I bless myself? That's yeah. the notes? Yeah. That's oh, the wow. actual notes. Yeah. I did that too. That was, I got this when I was 17. I had to be real thorough with my shit and make sure it actually has meaning. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I said there's maybe only three tattoos in my body that don't have meaning. And that was only because when I was learning how to tattoo, I was like, fuck it. This is going to be tight right now. Let's do it. So that spoke to you, that line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did you have depression my, when you were younger? Yeah, my whole life I've had really bad anxiety and depression. Okay. And it's crazy. I didn't start smoking weed actually until I was 23. Okay. Did that help you? But yeah, that's why I started smoking. Nice. And that's crazy because growing up, even my woman, like at that time, I'd be like, go in the garage. I don't want to smell that shit. I, don't, I didn't even <laughs> like my clothes smell like smell. I used to trip. And um, I'd be like, go brush your teeth. I don't want to lick no ashtray before she kissed me. I was the right. most. I was the most. And now, yeah, like I smoke a half ounce every day. A half ounce a day. Jesus. It just depends. If it's me, if it's personal use, I could probably do seven grams. But you know, sometimes I'd be like at a studio or I'd be hosting or I'd just be around other people. And sometimes it calls just for, you know, to smoke with people. Oh, yeah. Well, if I'm doing like radio or something or whatever, we're just so you already know. rotating. Yeah. Yeah, you already know. Okay, so what are we about to roll up? Man. I'm going to say shout out to these um, watermelon camo hemp wraps from The Drop. I love they're watermelon. fucking fire. I love watermelon. So, so. I'm going to roll these up. We also Thanks. have some hemp cones from Vibes. 
I've been on my hemp shit because Vibes I smoked cool. blunts my whole life. I'm from Jersey. And then I switched to White Owls when I moved here because the Dutchess <laughs> like broke up. They're hella dry. Yeah, motherfuckers. Is... People are like, well, you smoke at White Owls? Like, what? Yeah. And then so doing? now I'm on hemp because I realized I'm smoke. you know, I smoked since I was 13. I'm going to smoke for the rest of my life. Yeah. So like, I want, I don't want to lose my throat or my lip, you know, yeah. feeling like one of those people in the marble commercial. Your lungs look like Wesley Snipes. I just wanted to roll fat blunts. Right. Uh, <laughs> I rolled, this is what I rolled like. doinkers my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making funny of whatsoever. Sorry. Okay, so you started music at the age of eight. Yeah. Who was your inspiration to get into music? Like, did you have family that was already in it, or? Um, nah, man. My mom was always just the youngest I can remember, always taking me to concerts. Like, I went to Earth, Wind, and Fire. I went to a Gerald Levert concert. Like, I went to crazy, crazy old school. Like shows and i was the youngest like youngest person in there but i just remember loving music ever since that age just seeing how it moved people seeing different ethnicities just everyone your, your music's a universal language you don't have to mm -hmm. know the lyrics and you can still move to it. you can still vibe you can catch your energy from it yeah so with that being said like i was just like this was it i realized young i was like damn i want to do this i want to be an influence but, but with my music that's the thing i don't like making music to adapt to people i make music for me so that's what would be really cool for like, if people's like, oh, I really fuck with this song. It helps me get through this day or it helped me do this or this. I'm like, wow, that means a lot because I really made, I make the song for, you know, I'm not trying to adapt or go to the times. I'm making music how I want to make music or however I feel. So for someone to say that, that means a lot. Okay, so you were playing piano and guitar. Yeah. So I learned that. The piano, I started to learn by ear and then I was like, man, I need to start learning how to read music. And then I started picking up the viola when I was in middle school and I sat first chair actually. Damn. Yeah. I was like third chair clarinet. Okay. No, I sat first. Yeah. See, so you know that. So you know, you know how. Because some people are like, what's that even mean? First chair. I yeah. So I sat first chair, and then um, I've always just been that way my whole life. That's why I have so many skills and talents. I just try to pick up on any and everything. I don't care who I'm around. If I'm around you, you have to be at least productive, spiritually, financially, socially. Like you have to be helping me progress some way, shape, mm -hmm. or form. And uh, yeah, we just run it up from there. This. Well, the world won't let you have people around you that are fucking not there for you anyway. So I've been learning the universe just takes people out in like a second sometimes. And you'd be like, damn, okay, I guess you ain't supposed to be here. Shit. Yeah, life's shit. I've learned that the hard way, like not just people dying, not even like just disappearing. Like, right. I've learned that the hard way young. So I was like, man, this is kind of crazy. So you grew up like pretty rough. It said you saw a few people die in front of you. You had multiple family members and friends either yeah. die or in prison. Yeah. So you, when you say you're not from anywhere, like where, so throughout each city you go to, you've been like, it's just been happening? Yeah, man. So like my grandma, that was the craziest thing. It was my junior year of high school. She got murdered by a dude who was suicidal. Like how random? What's the chances of that? I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big firm believer on everything that happens happens for a reason. You know, like that was your, what's the chances of that? So for that to happen, that was your, that was the way you were meant to go out. Like that is what it is. So, you know, sucks, sucks to suck. You know, I said it's even about my grandma. That's how I've always thought. And um, I had another uncle actually. Yeah, he was murdered. My brother's doing a, a bid right now for murdering. My best friend died in my arms. Oh my god. Yeah, like, yes, yeah, so I've seen, and that's not even half of it. But yeah, that's so I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. And with seeing that, it's just made me live a certain way. Makes you a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Right. I was going to say that how does that affect your mental health? Um 
I notice as I get older, actually, I think I realize more of like the cues of how much someone like really is. You know, because when you're younger, you just go with the flow. You don't know. But when you get older, you can really sit back and look at yourself or look at others and really be like, oh, I lived, I've lived enough life. So let me, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've, I've, damn, I'm fucked up, actually. Like, the shit, some of the shit I've seen and the shit I've done, like, I, when I look at even just how I communicate with people or, yeah, so it, it has helped me. I mean, helped me. <laughs> it has helped me back in a few ways, but, um, at the end of the day, I'm just glad I've, I've literally got life. The realest is you get it. This is life. It's really black and white for me. I've seen it all, done it all from the good to the bad. It's like trail mix kind of. My life's real like sweet and salty. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally how, like it's like a Sour Patch Kid. It's sour sweet. <laughs> Fucking, I'm, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Real shit. I've done more in 28 years of life than most people could do a whole lifetime. But I've also seen that it goes good. And, you know, it's hand in hand. It's like a double-edged right. sword. I got the good and the bad with it. So, but the fact that I'm here... That's the craziest thing to me is the fact that I'm still here. Cause I didn't even think I was gonna live to past C18. I really didn't. Like I, t- I remember I was having talks to my mom. My mom was in town visiting right now. I remember having talks to my mom. Like I literally didn't think I was gonna live to C18. So for me to be where I'm at, it's a blessing. Okay. That's how I feel. Cause I didn't think I was gonna see 30 when You're I was like 30. Yeah. Well, I'll be 32 yeah, this year. That's what's up. So I didn't think, like, when I was younger and struggling and going through shit, I was like, there ain't no way I'm making it. Like, the shit I'm doing and the people I'm around and what I'm doing, I'm like, ain't no way. Like, in 10 years, I'm going to be look where you're alive. you're still here. Right, and I'm fucking thriving, grinding and shining. Life is good. And that's I'm crazy because so you know how many people, people, so that's an accomplishment. Shout out to life. Clap for life. We're still here. Cheers. Well, you don't have a blunt yet. What are you I'm, rolling? I'm packing this. You're packing the hemp wraps? I'm packing here. this. Gets, like, sweeter as you go. But I like how it rolls. It, it rolls like super good. smooth. Yeah, how was it rolling? It was good. Would you relate it to like a high hemp or a twisted hemp? Or like what would you relate I would, it to? I would actually rate it better than a hemp. There's five of these in here? There was, yeah. No, but I'm saying that's dope. I fuck with it. Natural leaves. We are, they're made from chamomile and meat plants. Don't know what a meat plant is, but we're nicotine and tobacco free. We're non-GMO and we're 21 plus. <laughs> Shout out to y'all, man. <laughs> so you start, you're playing piano and guitar. I love piano. Yes. That and like violin is my favorite. The viola is what? Like the big one? It's a little bit bigger, yeah. Okay. So you still play, play these instruments today? No, I stopped playing the viola when I got out of high school. The piano, I still play here because I'm teaching my daughter right now. She's learning the basics. and she, Well, actually, she's playing for Elise right now. From nice. Beethoven, which is dope. But yeah, so um, when you teach the kid, you know, you pick back up on it again. So... um. But yeah, and then the guitar I fell off when I got out of high school as well, and that's when I fell in pretty much more into the hip hop scene and the 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 recording instead of being on an instrument. Okay. And so uh, what, at what age do you start rapping? Eight. Okay, so you're rapping and playing. Yeah. Like, everything. Okay. I loved rapping. It was crazy. I got picked up actually by Snoop Dogg in uh, 2001 at the Up and Smoke tour. It was Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Eminem, Ice Cube, WC, a bunch of like legends. I was not supposed to be in there. Me or my sister. It was like right. You're nine sm- years old. Everyone's row. smoking weed. <laughs> Everyone's smoking weed. Like if you, that, I, we still have the video to this day because they gave it to us, signed it. I have his whole jumpsuit from that that whole show, the blue rag jumpsuit. Like so. Anyways, we only reason we was in the front row, and in the venue was because my mom dated the head of security. <laughs> so we was in that. Mama bitch, had the plug. And my fucking rappers just would just look down randomly and just be like, "What the fuck?" You know what I'm saying? But yeah, in the middle of this set, people just like, "What?" Picked me up over the rail, put me on stage, and the rest was history, man. And we crowd went crazy. So Snoop Dogg but, um, brings you on the stage. On the stage at nine. On the Monumental stage. moment in your life. Crazy, yeah. And then what's wild after that 
So we, we, we went on there with two different stops. We went to Albuquerque. We were in Denver, Colorado at the time. We went to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I forgot the other city. I think it's Phoenix. We went to two different stops with them. And we kept a contact throughout the years, and now, like, I'm 13 now. So I'm, obviously, I'm rapping more. My lyrical content's way better, you know? Like, I'm, me, I feel like I'm a real artist now. And um, so I broke off with this to producer named Terrence Martin. And then that same year, I ended up linking with the game. He pulled me on stage. Oh, shit. He ended up me. I was just like, this is great. <laughs> and we just keep pulling me on stage. It's so random. Yeah, I got pulled up on stage again. And then I broke off from him to T-Pain. And yeah, just after that, I just kept running with it on my own. And yeah, crazy stories. But I believe everything happens for a reason. And for those chances to happen, it's crazy. Okay, so you sit in there in the front row. Yeah. You spitting shit. Are you spitting to them? Are you rapping? Or are you yeah. rapping your own shit? I'm rapping my own shit. Okay, so and they why, see you, yeah. so they're like, "Oh, look at this little boy. Let's get him up here." Yeah. Turns into you traveling, touring. Yeah. Now at this was, point, where are you touring, touring with? Touring. Um, I went on a bunch of stops with T Pain for the I Am Music tour. It was T Pain, Little Wayne, Carrie Hilson, and Gym Class Heroes. So are you just on the tour bus with them, or are you on like yeah, your I own bus? Yeah, I was riding around. I was just, no, I was just, I was with them, and I I was so like I was smart. I, if I knew we were going to this next city, I'm hitting clubs in advance wherever people are hosting. I'm like, oh, I'm on a tour. They don't even know. I'm not just, I'm not performing in this city. Can, can, and I'm getting booked for after parties and shit. I'm not even 21. I'm not supposed to be in this shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You're a real hustler. Yeah, I'm being right. smart. I'm like, all right, we're going to be in this city next. So I'm calling ahead. Where are we hosting at? Where are we doing this? I'm trying to see. I'm trying to figure shit out. I'm like, hey, I'm on a tour. Because, you know, on major tours, some artists don't perform in certain cities. Okay. So certain certain uh, you have artists time. have bigger. Yeah, you know, let's just say uh, we go to Atlanta instead of me having um, Travis Scott on the tour that night. I may bring out Migos or something. Do you get what I'm saying? Just because they're from that area. Right. Yeah. So some tours, certain artists come. Yeah, and fill in. Yeah. So I was just hitting them up like, yeah, I'm not on, I'm not on this one. I'm chilling. I'm still trying to get back. I'm here. We'll do a while. I'll, I'll get y'all in too. You know what I'm saying? And at so this point, I'm people know who you are. I'm still following through on mine. Nah, because even if they didn't, they're like, yo, imagine. You're I'm, just like, I'm, I'm with imagine, T-Pain. I'm with. Imagine <laughs> right now, if this motherfucking, we just get this, you know what I'm saying, for this call, and he's telling us to pull up right now to fucking um, T-Mobile Arena, and he's going to get us into this show. And then we walk up there, we see this fucking kid. We're like, okay. And he gets us in, and sure enough. Yeah, I was just, yeah, just, I had the juice, I had pulled, nice. so I was swinging shit. You know what I'm saying? And whether you knew or not, at the end of the day, if someone's walking the walk and talking the talk, <laughs> you with it. But yeah, so, but I was blowing up though only from the fact that I was on the road and I was being put in so many different shots and scenarios and hitting all these events. You know what I'm saying? So I started blowing up fast. So it was cool. Do you remember the first thing you rapped? Um, I kind of do because it wasn't. Like the first like little rap I had, I remember I wrote it down and I would remember it. You get what I'm saying? Like when I was a kid, so I remember some of it because it was just it was, in, it was fucking engraved in my head. You know what I'm saying? Can we hear it? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how did it go? It was like, I'm so official. Why carry a whistle? I stay fresh like the dough in the middle. Young Mr. Bakery, get your bread up if you're trying to bake with me. Unless you're a girl and sweet, then you can be my pastry. <laughs> Just like the Simmons sisters. And this is how you know it's old because the Simmons sisters had a clothing line, Run DMC's kid. This is when yeah. that Rev Run show was hot. They came out with a, a show called like, a, I mean, they came out with a clothing line called like a Pastries or some shit. So that was a reference today. So a little inside. But yeah, it was all this shit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> We in the bakery. Yeah, I don't, and I don't even remember what I said after that, but it was just like some little smooth slick shit as a kid. You know, I rap just to, to get people to be like, ooh, okay. Did you have friends that rapped with you or were you like the only one? Yeah, so that's one thing I've always done my whole life. It doesn't matter what I'm focused on, because I, like I said, I've done a lot. But whatever I'm focused on at that time, that's all I surround myself by. 
Okay. So growing up and when I was doing my music shit, everyone that was with me, bro, we was in my mama's basement as a kid. I remember that my mom used to be hot three, four in the morning <coughs> making music, still recording, just going crazy. She would be in a townhome. She's up on the third level, but you know, travels to like the vents and shit. And I just stayed making music. That's all I did day in and day out. Like I remember back even when I was in middle school, like before there's printing of flyers, I used to literally print my flyers on actual papers at school. You know what I'm saying? I'd get in trouble for printing my flyers. Out. <laughs> I would just party up and party up and put like four random pictures of me. I'd put like a, ain't coming up out of so-and-so, check me out at blah, 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 and blah, 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 and print them bitches. And just be riding the bus all day, handing them fucking out. And I remember it's crazy, years later when I went back, I forgot what city it was, but I went back to visit one of them and a homie picked me up and he's like, look what I found on my car the other day and I cleaned it. And it was one of them from way back in the day. Damn. Yeah, so shit like that is cool because I was really grinding. Like I, I came up and like, you know, you know, we're, we're around the same age. You're like a few years older than me. But like when it was like MySpace music and YouTube just came out and like, you know, shit like Soldier Boy was like the first artist on there and shit. But I really came out on those. So like, yeah, my grind was a little bit different. You were it, re you were really hustling. Yeah, I had a like print. You were CDs. born with that shit because you can't teach that. No, I had a print. CDs. I was like young entrepreneurship. You're like, fuck it. I'm gonna get my face out there. I'm gonna print these things. Like, ain't nobody stopping me. Gotta run it up. So your uh, mom is still with the tour bus driver. <laughs> you know, still to this day. So like, that's the man. I actually know is like my father because my biological <laughs> father wasn't around. Uh -huh. And um, I met him when I was so young too. Like, he would He's been around literally ever since. But yeah, he was T Pain's personal tour bus driver, and. Um, I was sitting in the, I skipped school that day. I was sitting in the lobby. I was waiting for <laughs> artists to come out just to rap to them. That's what threw them off because I wasn't asking for pictures and shit. I was like, listen to me rap. And T-Pain was like, what? He was just like, he, I remember still to this day, he was with uh, DJ Lil Boy, um, Tay Dizzle, what, what, Jay Lyric. He was just with his artists at the time, but I still remember everyone to this day. And this is when he first came out with I'm in Love with a Stripper, a rapper turned singer album. And um, he was like, man, come with us. And he literally, I just, all right, I grab my bag and walk with them onto the tour bus. <laughs> I'm sitting on the tour bus now, my first time ever on a tour bus. I'm just sitting here. I remember that uh, little, uh, little John Snap Your Fingers was on the, on the TV. How uh, old are I you think. at this point? 12, probably 12, 13. Wow. Um, but yeah, and then I wasn't even on there for like three minutes. And then he, uh, this dude walks on. I was like, all right, let's go. And then he looks the fuck up. He goes, who the fuck is this kid? And then uh, T-Pain, his real name is Fahim. Uh, I be calling him Fahim. Fahim goes, oh, man, he cool, he cool. His manager goes, he's like, not, he's, look how young he is. You got to call his mom. Like, what are you doing? You, can, you just can have this kid on the tour bus? Like, I, no one thought about that. You know what I'm saying? So then I call my mom. I'm like, no, nah, it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm like, mom. It's right hand, man, right hand to God, man. I call my mom right now. I was like, hey, mom, I'm like, uh, I'm, on, I'm on the tour bus with T-Pain. We're going to Cherry Creek Mall. And my mom, she was just like, what? I was just like, yeah. I was like, his manager wants to talk to you, but you got to meet us there. And she, showing up, man, got off the phone. My mom pulls up, meet us is there. As soon as the tour bus driver locked eyes, and my mom, they've been together ever since. Damn. What a story. Yeah. That's like, crazy. Like, my parents' story is literally because of me. If I didn't skip school that day and be the, just the person that I am and just trying to rap to people, they would have never met. Right. Yeah, crazy. So what's the craziest thing you've seen on tour? Man, just, just just be freaky, nasty, sexual shit. Or people like will try to do anything to like. Wait, what do you uh, mean? Like just giant orgies? Uh, like what's the craziest uh, shit? Damn. <laughs> Podcast. Uh, <laughs> I've seen some freaky shit. Um, man, the craziest thing I've seen on tour. 
I walked into a room and it was someone from the tour. I'm not gonna name drop. And he wasn't big, but it was like, let's say if it was one of my homies you walked in on, you just be some, you know what I'm saying? So someone who was on the tour that's a major, I walked in on his homie in one of the rooms. I'm not even joking, because we, we was just going from room to room and he was getting hit with a strap on. Mm. He was. Weird. From the girl or Under, the guy? Undercover shit was my shit. Oh, yeah. But everyone's into their own kiki shit, their own little thing or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I would have never expected that or seen that or guessed that. I mean, they say like half of the people in like LA and on them, they have those, you know, crazy bro. sex parties. You have to know because you've been Holly, around bro, fucking I, celebrities. I, was just say, I lived in Hollywood. I moved out to Hollywood literally the year that COVID hit just last year. And it sucks. It pissed me off because literally I moved there. Everything was open for like four months and then bam, everything I shut the fuck down. Yeah. So I didn't really experience it. At the level I could have, I live right there in Hollywood, right from my balcony. I saw Griffith Observatory and the Hollywood sign. Hollywood Boulevard was four minutes away, like down the hill from my house. Like, and yeah, Holly weird. There's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely some weird shit. But the people who are really on that weird shit are people who are just like of that caliber, just really up there. You know what I'm saying? But I could see why, in a sense, touring all the time, fucking bad bitches and having threesomes and foursomes, whatever, and doing all this. You go back to regular town. You're trying to be with this one woman and have this relationship and just live normal and not fucking know you know what I'm saying I don't know how the girl make it down or not but that's just been my experience I may be with a woman and she may be like oh I'm very this way I only want you for me and I'm not gonna do this and I'm not gonna do that or live this way or we can't do this or that and I'm just like well that's not me at all and that's not really gonna work out because that's not gonna really please me and be aesthetic and keep me there the whole time you understand what I'm saying only right. because I'm so used to living a certain way so do you believe in like polygamy and all that like or do you just so, believe in like open relationships um, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know that you can tell me the title about how I get down personally. <laughs> and I'm always, and I'm, I've always been open about how I live. So I don't give a fuck. But um, my woman's my woman, period, point blank. But I would let my woman get other dick elsewhere, for example. Because I feel like my woman should be my porn star, too. If I'm gone, I'm on the road, and for some reason you're not here, you want to get some dick tonight? Hey, get some dick. But I have to see you. You got to make me a video, period, point blank. Like, that's just okay. how I've always been. And only because I was always with women. We're fucking other women together and doing shit. So at some point in time, I was just like, well, I've always had this. Let me ask a woman. I was literally on a flight. And I asked that the woman I was with at the time, I was like, hey, have you ever wanted to do this? We was done my shit. Like, what are they about you as a woman? And I just look at it hand in hand. Women and men, we, we want in the same. You know, dudes always want to be a woman. Like, women, you and women I, nasty you're an just ILC. like us. You're women in, is nasty just like us. Like, you're in CA, like, bitch, you want to do this? <laughs> nah, just, the only thing is I, I won't have no man touch me and I can't touch no man, but anything else, like, we, we, I'm, I'm not Can you be in the same room, though? Yeah, like, if your balls yeah, don't touch? Yeah, i my woman at the same time. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that was I gonna be one of my yeah. questions can you keep relationships in as a artist because i feel like there's no way you can be just I mean, with one that's, person as, as weird as it is because i'm very upfront it's hard for me to find women only because i tell them how i live and they don't like it they, they, they either want to be like me all on them them all on me or you probably weird. need somebody like in like the sex industry you ever think but of that I, i've been around that's the thing that i've dated a few major porn stars but those bitches is weird they're weird. I don't know. They're weird. <laughs> I'm a good wingman. No name. <laughs> I'll try my best to find you some freaks. Weird. <laughs> and then, anyone want to seven some? You're stupid. <laughs> hey, nah, but for real, um, it, it's crazy too. I'm very honest. Like I'm not hiding shit, but it's crazy. You'd be surprised. You have to be honest. Cause so many, you cause can't so start many, anything off. Because so many women I tell this to, they're like, yeah, a lot. I know you got bitches lined up. And I'd be like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, women always be trying to hit, but it's just, I, I literally will tell you Well, you got to be selective with your dick, too. You Facts. can't just be thrown in around. You, Especially you, when it gets you in trouble. You older now, shit, right? If you know it's crazy, probably just coming with some other shit. Yeah, nah. Especially when you got good dick, you can't do that. <laughs> Here, we go. You'll get in Here we go. Here we go. You'll get in trouble for that shit. Women know. Women know if you got good, it's. it's and so at it's this point, good dick can't do anything for me. Like, you gotta have good dick plus a good mental because, like. Facts. You know? But then it turns into that fine line, which is like, it's annoying. So. I feel like 
a woman selecting how they take dick depends on where they're at in their life. Because if a woman really don't have shit, shit going for her, she be trying to look for like in-home dick and try to stay with dudes. Because like, I'm gonna tell you how women work. I'm gonna tell you the level of women that come around. I've had women that are like, yo, like it's time to leave, and they just been like, like I'm literally like get people out of my house. Like, it was weird. And then you I have, the, then you have women there. that are like independent <laughs> and shit and got their own shit. And they're literally like, I don't need a man unless I want some dick or to be held. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's, there's levels of women. There's le- and I then, think it's like three or four. But it's levels. weird because Vegas is just weird in general. So, like, if anyone's trying to find anything out here, good luck. You're going to yeah. find a lot of weirdos. It's a trip. Or it's going to be a lot of people in the sex industry or hoes or dudes that think they're pimps or rappers or they're shitty gamblers. The huge. All right, so how do you get the name, No Name Lane? <laughs> Crazy. So I went by prophecy from eight years old all the way up to 21. And I remember I was leaving to go to Phoenix, Arizona from Denver, Colorado, and I was in the car. And I don't remember what happened at the time. I was just going through some life shit. I was like, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to Arizona. And it's crazy because that's when my MMA career started and how my shit kicked off, which was dope. But... um. Yeah, I was driving to Arizona, and I, pu- I was driving through the mountains of Colorado. I pulled over, and I sit on the side of the road, and I had my head on, like, the fucking steering wheel, and I was just like, man. And I looked <laughs> up at this sign, and I'm in the middle of ass-ass nowhere. Like, I'm in the mountains, mountains, like, animals, like, bears and meat, mooses, and <laughs> I was about to say mooses, mooses and crazy shit. Yeah, and I looked up at this sign, just like that one, you know what I'm saying? I looked up at the sign, and it said, No Name Lane, and I was just like, it just... I was like, no name line. Oh, that's why you don't have the A and the E? Yeah. Because it was, okay. It's an I was, abbreviation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally was like, damn. I was like, I love that. That's just me right now. Like, I feel like I'm on my own journey. Like, I'm in no lane. Like, I don't have, I, it's no name lane. Like, and that was just it. Hmm. All right. So it how many albums have you put organic. out? Um, it's weird. I don't understand why people, I don't, it's like, I'm a little confused with you between people saying albums and projects and EPs. Whatever, mixtapes, whatever, yeah, like so, any projects. I'm, I'm going to say yeah. projects, yeah. yeah how many projects? Because I saw there was a bunch on when I was <sighs> going through Spotify. So I like the one that was uh, Shit is Weird These Days. Yeah. I like yeah. that title. Where did you get that? Shit is Weird These Days. Just because that's literally how I made that cover too. That's how I feel every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, just shit is very weird these days and even society and everything. So that's why I made it exactly like that. And I, you know... And just where I was going on with life and everything, and even being in all those riots, I dropped out like when all the riots was happening and people was like breaking in all these stores and doing crazy shit. Mind you, this is when I lived in LA. I told you when that shit happened, I was mm-hmm. out there, and people was breaking the stores. I'm talking Rodeo Drive. They running inside Louis Vuitton. Like I was the craziest shit. They're flipping cop cars over, lighting them on fire. Like it was nuts. I really thought I was in a fucking movie. I've never seen nothing like that in my life or ever experienced nothing. That's like crazy. That, ever. I would not want to be there. <laughs> they, bro, they literally had the military. Cause the military had to come out. Like we right. didn't have regular fucking um, curfews. Like our curfews were serious. Military on each block. It's like big ass AKs. Like they was not playing. Hell, people was getting shot too. It was nuts. Where's your family from? I saw my mom. She's from East Side Long Beach, and then my biological father. I don't know exactly where he's from, but I just know he's Haitian and Hawaiian. Haitian and Hawaiian. Mm. And okay. my mom's German and Cherokee. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't meet a Hawaiian until I moved to Vegas. I didn't even know they existed. Yeah, it was like an extra <laughs> island for everyone here. Uso, like, this is the ninth island. Yeah, everyone here. <laughs> this shit is definitely it. And it's crazy, too, is me doing MMA. A lot of my homies, you know, they're, yes. they're from Guam or they're from Hawaii. All my like, Hawaiian yeah. friends are in MMA. Yeah. Okay, so when did you get into the MMA career? Are you in Bellator or UFC yet? No, not yet. Okay, so, so we're working towards that? The reason, I'm very different. 
because like we've been talking about music, I was an artist before a mixed martial artist. So I already had a big following and a lot of shit. So when I made even my first amateur debut, um, I sold hella tickets. My fight had more views. I even got fight of the night because I was already an entertainer. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know how to walk the walk and talk the talk. So I was like, I'm going to go in. I'm going to be ass and I'm going to wild the fuck out. And then even afterwards, I'm walking around. I'm meeting the kids. I'm taking pictures. I'm giving them my hand wraps. You know what I'm saying? Giving stuff away. And um, yeah, and I just started to blow up. And let's say I fought on your promotion here in town, right? Coming up, you know? And um, but you're like, damn, this kid sold 80 some tickets. He had this celebrity here and this one and this one. He's sitting right there. It also looks good on you. You know, so I started to understand and realize my name that I had in the pool because I'm like, none of these other dudes are doing the numbers that I was doing. So I started to even get paid as an amateur. You're not supposed to. I was getting paid as an amateur from certain promotions, had them fly me places, do this and do that. I was getting crazy ass sponsors. I was getting paid more than some of the pros were on local cards. And um, even now, even for making my big pro debut, I'm like, it has to be a right in a certain amount of number because I could already get paid this from doing A, B, and C. I'm not normal. I'm not another fighter. Right. So, yeah, and the numbers that I bring, you can't lie. Oh, so you're just like, you better come with it. Yeah, you can't lie. And at the end of the day, <laughs> numbers are numbers, facts are facts, stats are stats. Who I bring out is who I bring out. Like, And the MMA world, it was only easy to do because it's, it's getting better, but the MMA world was very fucking square until Conor McGregor cracked it open. He started to bring in more like <laughs> He literally cracked that shit. Yeah, but now that it is, now everyone's starting Last to... Nah, yeah, you ain't shit. <laughs> you got two kids? How many? Um, three. Three. I have my oldest, who I had when I was 16, because I told you I didn't think I was going to live to see 18. Like, that was literally one of the things I told my mom that. I remember telling her, too, I was like, I'm going to have a kid. I was like, I don't think I'm going to. I was literally living like that. Like, it was that serious. So I have my oldest. He's 12, or about to be 12. Um, then my daughter, Aspen, who's six, about to be seven in August. Oh, that's a pretty name. We did it ASPYN. Nice. And then um, my son, who's about to be one, Jackson. What is it? Jackson. Jackson? Yeah, J A X T Y N. We named him Jackson Lane Hafer. Okay, so we think's the hardest part of parenthood? Um, being patient and understanding that they don't know what they're doing at a certain age. So, like with the baby. He could keep opening up the same cabinet, having to do this, and it's just like he doesn't know, he doesn't com really comprehend, you know. So it's just tiring having to do this over and over and over and over. So I'd have to say that is honestly being patient, because to be a good parent, you have to be patient. Because mm. if you don't have patience, you're gonna be a shitty parent. You're gonna be screaming at your kid, yelling at your kid, <coughs> treating them like they're they're dumb or they're stupid, because you're just like, what are you doing? Right. So that's sometimes where I catch myself and me honestly being real. I sometimes I have to step outside of myself, like Dre, chill. That's that's, that's why I feel like I would be, and that's yeah. why I'm like I need to learn patience. But I don't I don't want kids. But like I wouldn't, and I would I think I would be a crazy mom because I know what I did, and I know like what the fuck you're doing. So I think I would be like no bitch. Like I'd rather have a boy. That way I have to just worry about one dick. I'm glad I'm glad you said that though because this is how I live, and this is me and my daughter's relationship is so great, and, I, and it's gonna be even better the older she gets. I'm so cool and understanding. You have to understand. I I really now that I'm older I see that. Parents would always tell me, I've been there, done that. And you're just, as a kid, you're just like, yeah, what the fuck? Uh, you know, you're, you're blowing it off. But real shit. So when when we're away from our parents, it starts with the cussing as a kid. You know, that's the first thing you start doing as a bad kid. You know what I'm saying? You just may say cuss words and say whatever. <laughs> you didn't even know we was fucking when our parents didn't even know we was fucking. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. So all I'm going to tell my daughter when that day happens is, I just hope you respect me and, and you enough to make the right decisions. And... I can't hold you back from doing whatever. You're going to live your life. That's real shit. You're going to live it. So just, just know 
that I need you to be open with me and communicate because I know you're going right. to do what you want. Just make smart <laughs> decisions because I've raised you a certain way. I'm your father. We're going to get you a mini gun for the you purse. I'm, I'm your father. <laughs> so she's definitely going to be on game. You understand what I'm saying? So even if she did bring someone around, I'd be surprised because I'd be like, I want to meet him because I know how I'm on her and how I'm raising her. So at the Oh, end, that kid <clears> would be scared so fucking shitless. <laughs> so, I mean, so at the end of the day, the kids are going to do what they want. So I just hope that I did enough within my parenting for them to respect me and themselves enough to make the right decisions and know because I have raised them a certain way. No, if you want to do this and it goes to for my son, you know, you and want to go juvie or you want to live this life. It comes with this, this and that. Right. Be prepared for that. You want to be having sex and to be unprotected, you want to do this, know what come with that. And know that I will be there for this, I won't be there for that. Like, I'm just, I'm that honest, I'm that real, just because I feel like that's what we should be because I've, I lived it. When right. I have that open communication, then I'm fucking dumb. I even, agree. even in society today, it's getting more worse and worse and open and open. So at the end of the day, Right, you can't be sheltering your kids yeah. and fucking, like, that's why I think I just treat them like, I treat them like they're adults, because I feel like they're you gotta educate them anyway. Yeah, like, my daughter's six and I don't talk to her like a baby no more. If people taught Straight me up. shit earlier, I would have been fucking smarter earlier, you know? Yeah, but it's kind of crazy, though, because innocence is a beautiful thing. My daughter's so innocent, I want to keep her as innocent as long as possible, but she just said some crazy shit the other day in the back of the car. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I turned the stereo down, I looked at her, I was like, what the hell did you just say, little girl? Like, I was like, what the hell? She was just like, yeah, dad, when I'm older, you know, when I go to work and dance at the club. I said, what? <laughs> oh, I said, what the fuck? What the fuck club are you dancing at? Hold on. That's what's on Teen Titans. Oh, man, what club is you dancing at? And how are you dancing? Well, I mean, I'm just dancing at the club. And I'm like, what kind of dancing? Like, what you mean? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, I know she she's smart enough. You know what I'm saying? So... And she was afraid to tell me, but that was the first moment where I ever, like stopped or pressed her, and I was just like, "Hey!" And I looked at her, and it's kind of crazy. Cause I, I don't have nothing against strippers, but it's just as a kid, I don't think that should be the first thing to be acceptable or okay. Normalize. Yeah, that shouldn't yeah. be. That's the only thing in society today. So normalize that I'd be excited when I meet a woman who doesn't strip or doesn't sell pussy or doesn't have an OnlyFans or you understand know like. So it's just such a norm today. That's why I said I'm surprised how society's getting worse and worse. I'm going to be surprised where they're at. That's why I want to raise them, how I'm raising them. Yeah, that's why be. I'd be scared, I said, like raising some like kids in this yeah. world now because it's just getting it's getting nuts. And kids are fucking assholes, for real. Like I'm like, I would be fucking fighting your mom every fucking day because yeah. I can't fight you, your little ass, if you fuck with my kid. No, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll, I'll smack the shit out of the kid. <laughs> I don't care if you're blind, elderly, handicapped, four, seven, two and a half. Aqua green, teal, nine legs, no legs. I'm, I'll, you'll be blind. You won't even see it coming. I'll smack you. You won't even see it coming. I don't play that. Don't play with my kids. You yeah. don't have kids. This, you don't know. So I got asked a really dope question the other day, and I want to ask you. I've been asking everyone just because I want to see. Okay. If um, from this day forward, if you could either create memories, how do, how was how was it? All right. So you could either all your past memories be completely erased. And you could create memories from this day forward on, or you can remember your past, but you can't create new memories. Easy. I would not want to remember my past. <laughs> and just create from this day forward. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, all right. Because I'm already elevating and I like feel it. I feel it. Yeah. So like, I already know that everything from this point is just going to be great because I'm open now. So that's dope. Yeah. Fuck the past. <laughs> that I shit get, was horrible. <laughs> that shit was whack. <laughs> it made us though. Hey. True that. True that. Okay. So. I feel like you have an insane, like, female encounter story. Like, what's oh, the craziest man. shit that's happened to you with 
a girl. All right. Not, it doesn't have to be sexual. Like, it could be like crazy, right. like whatever. I'm going to tell you because there's levels to my craziness. I'm going to tell you because I've been having chicks after me since middle school. Like my mom was literally like running chicks off like crazy. You had stalkers? But I would bring my mama here and sit right next to me. I'll let her just talk. So you know it's not me making it up. We got to get mom up. on the podcast. So you know it's not me making it up. I'll just hand her the... My mom even pulled up to a school one time and pulled it. Uh, mind you, this was in Colorado where Columbine was at, so shit's really not funny. She pulled into the parking lot and pulled her gun out and was like, who's tripping with my son? And we all stopped. I'm like, mom, put the gun away. <laughs> and it was like a movie. We all just stopped. and was like, I'm like, mom. <laughs> she almost hit the security cart coming in, like, I'll FaceTime. Mom right is now. a G. I'm not joking. Yeah, like, me and my mom, I don't mean this in no weird way because it wasn't a Bonnie and Clyde relationship because, you know, they were dating. But if you can imagine a Bonnie and Clyde as a mother and son form, like, that was us growing up. We wrote for everything. It doesn't matter what it was. Like, me and my mom were like, anything. Wow. Anything. I've seen some crazy shit and done some crazy shit with my mom. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we definitely got to get mom on the show. <laughs> we got to hear those stories. <laughs> mom, what up, mom? Shout out to you. <laughs> Mama. Love you. <laughs> All right, so we just smoked these hemp wraps, these vibes from the drop. Did you like them? Oh, can you put your mic back? <laughs> uh, look, that's how you know I'm hot. I forgot we was recording still. We're back. <clears throat> We're live. Um, <laughs> Did you like? <laughs> Would you like better the um, hemp or the watermelon? The watermelon, only because I like rolling fat. I could put a lot in like wraps like that. Right. I could put a lot in there. Yeah. I could roll drinks like I could roll in woods. Shout out to you, and then. I've been eating these since I got them, but... That's they're... my people's. Coconuts? <laughs> Coconuts? Yeah. That's literally my people's. Really? Yo, shout out Coconuts, Flock 550. All my shout people at Packwoods out of LA. We eating the you cookies and cream over here. Here. Oh, yes. I fucked with these. Oh, fumble <laughs> on the plate. That's a big-ass nugget that went over there. Thank you. Stuff. Okay, so wait, you said you died twice? Yeah. How did you die twice? Um, the first time I died I was two. I was just uh, really sick, I guess, had a high temperature. And um I just I looked up at my mom and I was just like, Mommy help me and I died. And I flatlined and they took me out <clears throat> and um they resuscitated me and revived me. And then when I was twenty, that story was crazy. That shit was a trip. I felt like someone was coming after me on some like Illuminati, crazy, scary shit. Like, real shit, I'm not even joking. Like, I feel like someone's out to fucking get me. But I remember when I got back to the crib, I wasn't feeling good, and I was like, yo, I just want to lay in the bath. And I was just laying there, and I got out. And I started to feel worse, and I walked out to my daughter's mom, and I was just like, yo, I was like, help. And I just dropped. And, um, yeah, by the time the paramedics got there, I, I didn't have no pulse or anything. <clears throat> so then they hit me with the EKG, and then they put the tube down my thumb, was breathing for me and stuff. But that's crazy. That time though made me change though. That made me be a different believer as far as like my belief. I wasn't a Christian after that day no more. Only because it just didn't happen when I was two, but as an adult, like I was outside of my body looking down at myself and that little voice in your head that no one else could hear, you know, your little conscious, whatever. I still had that. But it wasn't like on no Casper shit, like I didn't have hands and shit. But imagine if you just look down at yourself and have that voice. And I was just like, yeah, nah, it's not my time. I knew it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? But I was just like, yeah, nah. So ever since that day, I just believe like we're spiritual beings and this is a spiritual world. I do believe in a God and a higher power without a doubt. At one point, I even thought God could be a woman. But growing up, I used to believe, you know, Jesus Christ, Father, Lord, and Savior. But yeah, after that day, I was just like, nah, this is definitely a spiritual world. So when I pray, I pray to God. 
and my spirits. You know what I'm saying? Whoever those may be. Right. And they've came through for me a few times. So until I'm proven otherwise, that's how I'm rocking. My life didn't flash before my eyes. I didn't go into no white tunnel <clears throat> and see the sky. You didn't see a bright light? I was just, that's the most scary and the most craziest thing to me is being, being imagine being in your body because you're conscious, your spirit, you're there. You're still hearing everything, but you can't do nothing. Like, you're just in a meat locker. That's literally what I tell people. This is why I love getting tattooed and having stuff on my body. Because when people look at me, I want them to see what I represent and who I am. It's in here. You know what I'm saying? My spirit. That's why I misunderstood sacrifice. Like, pain right here on my face. Like, when you look at me, I want you to be able to see what I represent. So with tattoos, I feel like that's how people should be on their bodies. All right. So if you have to give your best life advice at this point in your life, you're 28. Mm -hmm. All right. What are you going to tell people? What are words to live by? I have a few words. I have like a little statement. Um, just be yourself. Like it's, it's crazy as people always say that, but just that's the hardest thing to do, especially in our society today. Everyone's following someone. Everyone's just so saturated for everything. Just be yourself. I remember growing up, one of my best friends in high school. I'm not gonna name drop again, but I knew he was gay, and I was just like, "Yo, come out!" Like you know what I'm saying. But at that time, it wasn't cool to be gay. It wasn't like today. You know what I'm saying? Like right. even back in the day, like I remember being a kid. You don't have your left ear pierced because if you had your right one, you know, like, yeah, they're just the dumbest things. Like, right 90s, baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? 90s <laughs> shit. Like, y'all don't know. Like, but real ass shit, you know? So, and I was just like, man, just be you. He didn't come out until college. But, like, just own who you are and life will be so much easier. If you truly just own who you are. I don't care if, if you're a woman. and be like, you're being a slut. You're a little hoe. Yeah, I'm a slut. Own it. I don't care if you're fat. I don't care. Like, I truly don't care what it is. I don't, I, I don't, there's a million things in this world we could think of. I don't care what it is. If you just own you on any level, just. That's like, even earlier when we, I talked about, you know, how I am with my woman. I'm just open. I don't care. Like, I love me. I love who I am. Down to a teen. Just love you. And if you love yourself, and you truly do, life is so much easier. Hey, amen. Because everyone in the world isn't going to fuck with you, but don't be worried about that. Cause no one got your back like you. Facts. <laughs> but at the end of the day, just be you, and you'll find other people just like you. I promise you. It will, it will draw. But just stay, stay. Be the energy you want to attract. Yeah, stay ready yourself. And like I said, this is a spiritual world, and speak things into existence, and believe in that, and believe in yourself. Can you spit something for us? <laughs> I know we're like super fucking tied now, but. I oh, am. Yeah. Can you put an instrumental on there? Yeah. Which which one do you I want? Okay. Okay. Feel like I'm on the radio. She about the random. Yeah, young John, look, yeah, uh. I'm never half-stepping. My Gucci shoe, these are size 11. I'm preaching like the Reverend, fuck around, send you to heaven. I'm rolling crazy shit to get you super high. I'm high as giraffe pussy. I'm high as eagle danger <laughs> if I can't stand it. These boys, they can't stand it, so I'm take a seat. They can't compete, uh. I'm blind like Stevie Wonder, I ain't worried about y'all. Oh, that's your girl while I make that pussy change like menopause. I'm in the drawers every day, daily. Um, tell them it's no name lane. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah. I came here to get it off, though. I crack a shell and that's a taco. Yes. I'm blessed at you running through my veins. Everything I do insane. Remember? <laughs> yeah, like, give me another beat. Like, what's up? Like, hey. I really freestyle. <laughs> I really freestyle. No name lane. Kick a free with me. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's crazy too about freestyling? The best freestyles what makes what makes a good freestyle is when you don't think, you can't think. Because when you think, you try to piece too much shit together. Like I tell people all the time, people are like I'll be telling people to freestyle with me, they'd be afraid to. I'm like, why? I'm like, 
I just call, I call everybody out that comes on the show. <laughs> I'm like, you're an artist. Fucking let's hear it. Facts. Right? If you really do this, like. Because I'm used to hearing people like in the cypher, like just like, fuck it. You yeah. know? Like, Yo, <laughs> you should get fit. Like, I don't understand that. A lot of people, though, they do get intimidated. There'll be times where like where someone will rap first and I'll get intimidated and I want to go. But if you're a real artist or you really a beast, you're going to get, you're going to be like, ugh, let me, now let me go. Now mm -hmm. let me up you one, you know? So that's how it should be. But that's how you can tell real fast who's the who's the real, I call it MCs. Because at that point, right. if you you an MC, this isn't no, anyone could hit, do hip hop music, sit down and write songs and sit down. We can, anyone can do that. We can piece a song together. But to really go off the top of your head and just have, that's why I sit back and awesome sometimes with certain artists or people and I just be like, whoa. Who's your favorite artist? Of course I'm about to say myself, but outside of me. Well, that's crazy freestyles. I'm not talking freestyles right now. I'm talking like favorite freestylers. My top three favorite freestylers right now gotta be Simba, Action Bronson. I'm gonna have to go with uh, Sari the Kid. He out of Atlanta. Those three right now, crazy, crazy. Like they they say some shit where I'm like, whoa. What up, what up? It's your boy No Name Lane. You're tuned in to Faded Truth. Make sure you press that subscribe button below. You bitch. All right, No Name Lane, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank we you. high as fuck. We still passing these oh everything. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the drop. Um, you got any shout outs you want to give? Yo, shout out. Also, we talked about it so much. Shout out Mom Dukes. Uh, <laughs> shout out DJ Victory. Shout out DJ Psych. Those are my two DJs. Shout out to y'all, man. I love y'all. Uh, Everyone over at BKMMA, Team Relentless, my fight team, and shout out to y'all. Dewey Cooper, be safe, get back from the UK, get another world title. That's it. Word. All right, until next time. Peace.